0: This is News from the Peak. I'm Joe Mamlin. Today we welcome a special guest from the La Tribal Child Support Agency. Last year this agency received one of the grants from the Office of Child Support, The grant is aimed at economic mobility and responsible parenting. This was awarded to eight sites, three of which did have a Native American component. And we're fortunate to be working with the La tribe in managing this grant. One of the elements of their approach, which is unique to them, was a camp for Native kids from age 11 to 13. The purpose of the camp was to teach a curriculum based on their culture and this was the first year for the camp and it was a really great experience for everyone involved. We learned a lot from it. We learned what worked, what didn't work. And we're very optimistic about how it's gonna play out in the future. Our guest today is Melinda McKevitt Isham. Melinda is a case manager in the Child Support office and is also very involved in the management of the grant programs and was one of the leads in the development and the operation of this camp. On this episode, Maureen Life, and I speak with Melinda about her experience in developing the camp program, and we share some of our own experiences about participating in the camp itself. This will be the first in a multi-episode series about the camp and about the grant, so be sure to subscribe and watch for future episodes on this topic coming out very soon. Thanks for being with us today stick around to the very end we hope you enjoy it it's going to be a great episode and we'll be right back
1: great to see you (laughs) hello i'm happy to be on the show (laughs) we haven't seen each other we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks um i don't know about you but i'm still like processing and you know thinking about the camp a lot and um in our house addison and i have been talking about the kids a lot and you know just wondering what they're doing and so it you know the ripple effect of the camp um, to me was greater than I expected. Um, but to start kind of at the beginning, um, just, you know, like if you're out at a powwow or a party or something and you're talking about what you do and, you know, what you were up to this summer, I'm just curious how you describe the camp and what the goals of the camp were in your in your terms. I know that there's the grant mm-hmm. description, but how does Melinda describe it?
2: Well, I definitely wanted to build self-esteem in the kids. And that was kind of my biggest goal was trying to show them how, um, you know, they should act around people that they have never been around. So with manners, being respectful, making sure that they're, um, helping their other campers too since it was such a new experience from them all I was definitely looking to see who those leaders were and kind of just kind of picking them out through the crowd and seeing if they're helping with the other campers and just making sure that they know that they they matter and that was kind of my biggest goal for the week was getting a little bit more confidence in a lot of these campers because they I kind of knew that they were going to come in without that so it was definitely an important thing for me to build their confidence and show that people do care about them.
1: And so the goal of the the camp from a grant perspective was really to talk about economic mobility. Um, So as you know you know we did the curriculum and there were exercises and and trying to do all of the economic mobility stuff and somewhat of a cultural lens to kind of mesh the two. Um, I guess my first question is like, after reflecting on the camp, do you think we were successful in that? And, you know, if so, how? I definitely
2: do see that with um, a lot of the campers because we did have, you know, not just having like the game warden come in Or Becky teaching dance because you could get paid for dancing you know that could be a career the game more like um, economic mobility definitely stems from making sure that you kind of have a future lined up as well and we didn't just have those other people we had the camp counselors who You know, by the end of the week, we're talking with Andy about working there for the summer. And some of the kids also were talking to Andy about, you know, how does it, how is it to be a camp counselor? So I think for the most run, we did talk, you know, there was that economic mobility aspect, but we could have definitely done more.
1: Well, we learned something every day. And I think what one of the things that we learned was that the learning in that environment had to take place organically in and in, in an experiential stand, you know, from an exterior experiential standpoint. So for me, it was those like little conversations one-on-one while we were hiking or, you know, the one kid who was taking a break from swimming and we would just kind of talk to them about, or your mom would talk to them about like, you know, can you see yourself doing this next summer? Can you, what do you, I heard someone asking someone about college and, you know, so to me, some of it was classroom type, but a lot of the learning that I observed was really more just kind of organic mm-hmm. and out in nature and not so kind of scripted, so to speak. Yeah. And I and that definitely
2: helps with the kids, you know, just again, what I was saying about building their confidence, that's going to make them want to do more after high school instead of like, oh, I'm Stuck in this one spot instead of that. Like, oh, I could be a game warden. I could be a counselor. I could, you know, um, teach dance and dance in the powwows and make money that way as well. So I think that they definitely learned and having some of the same kids back next year, where maybe we have a different or look at our curriculum a little bit differently, will help as well. Because then we're not just building new kids each year. growing with those kids from last year
0: yeah and and obviously part of this camp was there was a cultural component and that was one of the cornerstones was the seven teachings of the Ojibwe and and the language classes and of course a lot of that happened during the dance classes as well Um, how do you think that uh, worked like do you think that the kids absorbed that I mean I know that they did a decent job of like you know, remembering what the seven teachings were and they gave the awards, which I think was really meaningful to the kids that got the awards. But do you, you know, how, how do you think we did on that, on that respect of the the goal of the camp?
2: Yeah, I think we did great with the cultural aspect for sure, especially having such a short time. We did dance almost every day. We did you know, they didn't just learn about the different dances they do at powwows, you know, we had one of our counselors in his regalia, we had our dance teacher wearing a ribbon skirt. Um, we had also campers who brought their ribbon skirts. So that definitely went through the week. And mm-hmm. I, I would definitely bet on seeing more of those kids out on the powwow grounds this next summer than we did last summer. And same with the language, like Mason has been using the language more in the house. And I bet you all of those kids have been too. So I, I think that the cultural aspect of the camp went great. And I definitely want to, you know, continue the same things that we did this year.
0: So for those, you know, you grew up in that environment and in that community. Um, and, you know, we didn't. So can you just explain maybe a little bit for a lot of our listeners, like what, why is that such an important cornerstone to their development? Like you said, building self-esteem, helping with economic mobility, what's, what's the tie in with the, with the cultural piece and how does that support the kids? Do you think?
2: Well, just being a part of the community in general is helping the kids. So they you know, they have this during the year, even if they go to LCO school or Hayward school or Waduka Dotting, that those things are taught as we're all a family and that we grow together, we stay together. Native American culture, you don't see like a one family household. Usually it's a multifamily household because they stay together throughout the decades. And that's the biggest thing about Native American culture is that we are such a family um, oriented like group that we just want to always be together. And when it comes to the powwows and the language, um, it's so important that we teach those kids because it is getting lost. And it's kind of just disappearing slowly and slowly. And we don't want that. Just like the bloodline, you know, you marry somebody who's not Native American, the bloodline goes thinner and thinner and bringing that culture back to them. Even if your bloodline is thinner, you're still Native American, you're still seeing the dances, the powwows, the language, and that just brings everybody together. I think it's so important to be a family and stick with the family um, outlook for the camp like we are all one because we are and I think that's just the biggest thing that Native Americans do take um, each day to their kids at home that we do this together we do this together not separate so just as if this is mom dad child it's not just mom dad child it's mom dad child grandma grandpa aunts uncles Um, and you'll see, you'll, you could see that at powwows, you know, if you go to the powwows, you'll see them all sitting together, you know, in a group like, okay, this is my grandma, this is my grandpa, this is mom, this is dad. And, um, that's the biggest part about our culture is that we are so close together that we don't want to just everybody leave. And then our tribe gets smaller and smaller.
1: So throughout the course of this grant, you know, the focus was on economic mobility and teaching about parenting. And, you know, Becky talked about the boarding schools and, you know, addressing historical trauma. So throughout the course of the week, a lot of different themes kind of rose to the top for me in different ways. And, and, you know, our evaluation team has talked a lot about how connection to culture helps with better outcomes for kids. So they're less likely to... Um, experiment with substances, they're more likely to graduate, go to college. Um, So I've known that academically, but I think I, I saw it kind of come to life when we were at camp because of that, what you're talking about, Melinda, that you have this belonging. So if one of that circle, like when we were sitting all together as a circle, we were one, everyone was equal. And so you felt this like level of um, support. So no matter what those kids were going through at home, and some of those kids were going through a lot at home, there was this sense that when they were there, and when they were with their people, they were one, and that they had support, and they had love. And so it was just, it was really powerful to kind of like know that, but also to just feel that, that you can see why kids wouldn't, you know, want to experiment with drugs and alcohol or go out, you know, do something bad because they had this whole group of people behind them that were, that believed in them and loved them. And um, so I don't know if anyone else experienced that, but it was really powerful for me. I definitely think that the positive parenting went
2: through all week because we were there you know, we were those positive parents, like, what when I signed up these children, and their parents came in and signed those forms, my biggest thing that I said to them that I was going to be the mother there, like, I would make sure that they felt safe, and we did, we all did that, you know, you don't have to be Native American to care for a child, like, it, especially not your own child, you know, like, we made sure that they knew, like, hey, if you're doing something wrong, we called them out on it, you know, let them have that parenting structure that a lot of them, you know, well, not a lot, but some of them didn't have at home. So we gave them that parenting structure for that week. So, you know, just even a week is, could help, could help somebody's mind change. You Mm -hmm. know, we had kids who started off, not knowing how to behave and by the end of the week they were helping out and cleaning and being respectful and that definitely reflects on us as well because we were the ones that you know brought them to that point it wasn't you know just Bonnie or Becky or Sue or me it was you guys it was Joe and Maureen and Addison like each one of us not I think we all played a part and helping them see what a positive parent is. And, you know, they are gonna take that and they're gonna be positive parents because they saw, you know, it maybe their parent doesn't act like that, but they saw how a parent should act during the week. And that definitely will help. And seeing them again next year, they'll get more and more of that.
0: Well, and I do think you're right about about that, that we all kind of play a role in trying to set these examples. But I also think that. The other thing that happened is I got better as the week went on too. Cause I mean, it'd been a long time since I've been around 11 year old kids period, but let alone these particular kids with their particular, you know, challenges and personalities and everything like that. So, um, they weren't the only ones that learned something about relating with people throughout the week. I think I did too.
1: Yeah. I was reflecting on, um, the facial expressions and the apprehension in the kids' faces when they were getting off the buses, but also reflecting on all of us because we had worked so hard to put this camp together. We had such, you know, a schedule and we had all these details worked out and just that like first moment of like, oh, how's this going to go? And just the excitement, but also the anxiety of like, Mm -hmm. what did we just get ourselves into?
0: (laughs) And it wasn't long before those details were just something we thought of once. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) But then I was reflecting like that, that first half an hour versus like, well, we left on Friday and, you know, we both got in the car and just cried like a half an hour outside of town. Like we missed everyone already. So, and you know, like the kids were hugging and just, you know, like that bond that we created in five days. And I thought, you know, five days is not that long, but my gosh, we did a lot in five days and like the change in the kids and the change in all of us in five days. I don't know if you guys had that same reaction yeah for sure yeah. I didn't want to leave and that was
2: the weird thing because it's like you at the beginning you're so stressed out oh there's only a couple more days oh it's halfway and then it's like you get home Friday night and you're sitting there like oh I wonder what this kid's doing and I mm-hmm. wonder how this kid's feeling right now or yeah. you know kind of wishing that they, we, we were still back there and it it's definitely sad to think that um it you know you wanted it to be longer like yeah. it, it was weird because at first you did it you wanted the week to go by and then it's like you build such great bonds with these kids and again five days yeah you know like yeah. five days and we're getting teary-eyed talking about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, are
0: <laughs> yeah well i'll tell you it, it's uh, it was a great relief for me and i'm sorry maureen that you missed this part but it was a great I felt a lot of relief at that celebration at the end because to see them at their, at the celebration and see their parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters come and just see that they do have, like, it, it just made me feel better about like, okay, there's something there. And like, now they have something to bring to those people. And like meeting some of the moms and dads just really made me feel a lot better. Not that I felt bad, but you, you know what I mean? It gave me a lot more comfort for like, okay, they actually are okay a lot of them and and you know it's good and hopefully they'll come back and they'll build on it but uh, that that celebration at the end i think was a was a great uh, a great kind of ending moment for me and i think it was a good way to cl- to close the Yeah. Kid. Yeah.
2: And not just that but just seeing the happiness on the the guardians or the parents faces as well yeah. you know that their kids did this because this, this was a new experience for most of them Um, so just making them make it through the week, like you can have still a two parent household and be a low income family and, you know, not have the money to send your child to camp. And this is such a great experience to just be able to do that for not, you know, for anybody who is willing to sign up and go and, you know, the first day, how many people said they wanted to go home and yeah. that they didn't want to yeah. sleep in those cabins. And then by the last day, when I was asking kids, just like you were saying, like, you know, oh, aren't you excited to go home? And a lot of kids were like, no, like they <laughs> wanted to stay. I mean, yeah, there was some that were like, no, this is better than home for other reasons. Um, but most of them were like, oh, it's too short. It's too short. We had yeah. so much fun. And that yeah. was such a great feeling, not hearing that every day. Like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And, you know, by the end of the week, we all wanted to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, uh, you know, Andy, not just us, but like Andy was such a great person to have there as well. And I feel like the kids even bonded with him, you oh, know, yeah. there was, there was those bonds with him and his staff, like, they were amazing. You know, I didn't have any complaints at all. Like it was just a beautiful, beautiful space too. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask you about that because, you know, one of the things this, as we said earlier on, this camp was really focused on teaching your culture and teaching that the kids, you know, more about their own culture. And what was the impact do you think of having those kind of, I'll just say outsiders there at, in leadership roles, you know, like, how did how did it work like how did we um, keep that line where it needed to be in terms of like you guys teach them what you know and then we provide backup support like did that work out or do you think I mean because I also think that the people at least the people that talked to me were very excited to also like at least on the outside learn about the culture too because we never were taught anything about it either so how did that work out for you
2: I think it worked out really well having them there, especially having such a high number of staff that they had there. Um, just to, you know, I didn't hear any of the kids being disrespectful towards them. So I hope that didn't happen, but they were smiling. They knew their names. And I think it really helped them like the uh, Camp Highland staff wanting to do that cultural cultural aspect with us Mm -hmm. because then the kids like look oh look they are interested in our culture they want to learn about our culture and they're not Native Americans like usually you know we don't have that a lot Mm -hmm. so it's it's really good for them to see that you know we are we're such a great community we have such great culture to teach others as well not just our own people but we can you know spread the word we can show them how we as a family are and you know having them involved with the dancing and just having them do the language for the food and all of that like it was it was a great thing for us to see and um bonnie and i would always like oh look he's doing the lip knot instead of the you know instead pointing. of pointing <laughs> Or we win, or you know, like just meek um, witch. Whenever they would say that, you know, like they were really getting involved in our culture, and I think the kids definitely seen that as well. And it wasn't just, you know, us as staff who were like, wow, they are amazing the Mm -hmm. kids did see that and if at the end they were you know going and saying bye to andy and going and saying bye to the staff as well it wasn't just saying bye to us you know they were going to miss them and i definitely think they them being involved in our powwows and our dancing and our language helped majorly for those kids as well I agree
1: yeah. I think that was such an important piece that they were learning from us and we were learning from them like how do you run a camp and they were learning you know the two step and the yeah. the swan dance and the the camp counselors when they did the fish dance the little the our campers really got into it because they were into it and I will say just as a layer up from that that's been my biggest um, surprise and uh, the most impactful thing about working with the Lacoutre tribe is just your openness and like I felt nervous to take the project and not have a lot of background in um, in the culture and I came in with a real curiosity and like wanting to learn but also sort of afraid that that was going to be intrusive and that I didn't want to do anything that I didn't want to inject myself anywhere that like you know I shouldn't and just a little nervous about it and the fact that you all made us ribbon skirts and shirts for the conference and that you took us racing and this project has literally changed my life and it's it's creating that ripple effect that I think we're missing as a greater society in the world Mm -hmm. is knowing each other and understanding and appreciating like what your culture is and just you know the ripple effect of like, now my family's reading about Native American history and my daughter is researching her ancestral roots because she wants to understand more of where we come from. Just all of that. I think that's all because of you guys being so open and welcoming and inclusive to us and letting us in and learn about it. It's just been, it's it's literally changed our lives for the better.
2: Yeah, I'm going to get me
1: weepy again. <laughs>
2: that's such an amazing thing to hear because it's just, you know, we, again, like I've been part of this culture since I was born. We grew up at the powwows and me being blonde hair and blue eyes, it was definitely a little difficult for me. But, um, the biggest thing is like, we don't want it to die. You know, we want it to grow. We want people to know about us. We want people to, you know, learn why we're here. And again, Oh, Tears, but you know, it's such an amazing thing that everybody that we dealt with for the week, not just for the week, but for the past year with, you know, Gray's Peak is just felt welcomed and it felt right and it felt like what we should be doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I just want to keep, I want to just keep doing it. Like I want to mm-hmm. be at camp every year and I don't care how we make this happen, but we have to, this is, it was so powerful and we learned a lot maybe maybe we switch gears, to talk about what we learned, but um, you know, this grant, I, you know, sometimes I think the federal grant reports kind of report out on some t- statistics and, you know, there's some things that are learned and some best practices that come out. But, um, you know, I think for me, this grant has literally changed lives mm-hmm. and quickly like we Mm -hmm. land that camp so quickly and so i don't know do you guys want to talk about anything that well i just i
0: I want to add on to what you're saying though before we switch gears because i think that's one thing that you know not that i'm in a position to give advice to the federal office but (laughs) when when asked and when i was talking to the commissioner about you know our experience and about just the tribal programs in general i think that's one of the things that's really important to remember is we get caught up in this program about um, statistics and numbers and how many cases you have and how many and how many dollars you collect and how much of it's distributed et cetera and I think the impact of of these programs and, and the grants especially but just even the fact that your program exists and that there are people in your office that are doing outreach in your community and doing all the other things that you do has an impact that's difficult to measure in those in our normal terms and we can't ignore the direct impact that these programs have on families that state programs often don't have because they can't have. And I think that's the importance of your program and of tribal programs in general is that you have a challenge of being small, but you also have a luxury of being small. You have an ability that programs around the country would love to have. and, And I think it's just great the way you capitalize on that.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, for sure, being a tribal child support, you know, if you're a state, you would never be able to do things like this. And I mean, it's right in the word child support, we literally were supporting the children of this community, we were Mm -hmm. teaching them how to be, you know, adults grown, um, grown men or grown women, and hopefully, you know, that they take that that week and they think to themselves like oh I can do better than you know the one before me and always changing their future is definitely something that you know is such a great experience just being able to see some of the kids in the beginning who had those struggles and then you know by the end like oh I want to be a photographer I want to you know if I, if the NFL doesn't work out I'll be a game warden so it's yeah. like you know those <laughs> things are definitely amazing things to come out of five days and I yeah. definitely think that being a tribal um, entity or a tribal program is what really brought this to life and you know grants in general if it wasn't for this grant none of that would have happened and you know for just applying for that grant and thinking about this camp in a whole.
0: Well, and I don't want to diminish the cultural element of it at all because I think that was critical. But I also think, like you're saying, all kinds of kids would benefit from the other things that were learned here, like about self-esteem and respect and how to get along as a group. And, you know, it's just, it it just would be nice to see this grow in a lot of ways um, in and out of your program. What were some of the things that, happened at camp that you were surprised about, that you didn't expect?
2: I definitely did not expect um, the scheduling to be an issue. That was something where we we came in with the schedule, and I was thinking, like, we are going to be set to the schedule every single day. I like to work on schedules, so um, having to rewrite it every night and think about it and change with that part that was something that I wasn't expecting to do but I think we did great doing it thankfully mm-hmm. um well know. and
1: Andy Andy the camp director did say in our debrief meeting that was that was one of our strengths was kind of being able to go with the flow and kind of meet the kids where they they were so their energy level their interests like having them inside doing classwork or you know class at language classes or you know while they were sitting there looking at the beautiful lake was just didn't work so when we switched things up and um biggest lesson learned was that this group was obsessed with swimming so we had to work more (laughs) swimming in yeah but that was one of our strengths was just kind of meeting the kids where they were and going with the flow and you did a great job at that well thank you
2: yes i did not expect I I guess I expected more of the children to come in with like cultural knowledge, and that was something that I was um, definitely like, oh wow, Um, you know, when I had asked them separately after they'd be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to go to language or something like that. I'm like, well, what, you know, don't you have Ojibwe in school? And they'd be like, yes, yes, we do. And then I'd be like, well, don't what do you do at powwows? And some of the kids were like, well, we dance. And I'm like, well, this is just like that you're dancing here but it was because of the lake and they're looking at all this fun things while they had to do the dancing and I think that's what you know I was definitely going in thinking that they had more of the culture but I think it was more again just not wanting to sit there and
1: Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and sit there instead of swimming yeah yeah yeah. Well, I'm, ex- yeah, I'm excited to follow along the, the story and the journey and like, you know, um, and did some surveys of the kids the first day and some surveys of the parents. I'm, I, like my biggest hope is also that the, like it had the impact on secondary impact on us, the counselors, which we didn't talk about, but um I also hope that the kids went home and got the parents interested. But my biggest Kind of dream or hope is that, and I just have to believe it is that the kids going home and talking to their parents and aunties and asking grandma stories. And I hope that the ripple effect is even greater than what we could actually visualize. And that's like this greater impact to the community. That was such an amazing thing.
2: I mean, we, Mason and I, have ran into so many of those kids already, not just like Walmart or Hayward school and they run up to me and hug me and you know tell me who their teacher is or tell me what they they just did and you know I hope that really continues because that's you know that's the most important part is that type of you know reaction having them you know just caring that we care yeah. and um, you know when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club I left for a while after that and like This past year, I ran into two kids who graduated and are going to college and they remember me and, you know, and that's really what I hope that this is going to do is like they take that to college, they take that, you know, this experience with them, where they are better for it, and they're better people because of it.
0: Well, thank you very much to Melinda for joining us today. And we have a lot more to say about the camp and about the grant. So watch for more episodes in this series as we get perspectives from others who were involved in this amazing program. We'd love to hear from you and get your ideas and your feedback. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us on the contact link on our website. News from the Peak is a project of Grace Peak Strategies and is produced by... Maureen Life, David Ram, Robert Riddle, and me. You can find the podcast and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can learn more about us at GracePeakstrategies.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grace Peak, and we're easy to find on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. This was News from the Peak. I'm Joe Mamlin. Thanks for joining us.
2: I don't think I've really listened to any. I don't think I've ever listened to like a podcast.
0: Okay. Well, in short, a podcast is basically just the same thing as like a what used to be a radio show back in the old days. Um, <laughs>
1: Um, I just think it's cute because maybe this isn't professional, but with that headband, Melinda looks like she was one of the campers. Oh, right. I know. So cute.
2: No, I found, so I had to dig through our shed with all of our, you know, bins in it. So I was trying to find my scrapbooking bin. Nowhere to be found. Hmm. just going to put that out there. But then I found a hole thing full of bows so I was like oh I
1: guess I'm wearing bows from now on that's that's
0: awesome yeah if you can't scrapbook but you can accessorize it's still a win
1: exactly
2: yeah no it's okay they're just wondering why they weren't invited
0: (laughs) oh they can be on just for the record we invite Sue to be on this podcast almost every month
2: I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. I think the that's dream. a
1: great I ending. Mean, I think that's
0: perfect. And, and the crowd outside your door is really funny. I was
1: going to say, I think they're having a little powwow right outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope that after this, they take you out and they put you on their shoulders and carry you around and think she's a jolly good fellow. That was um, very stressful,
2: but 100% worth it. Like, all the memories are coming back and it's like, oh, I just want to go to the schools and check on them.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maureen, do you have anything to add?
1: No. And I talk with my hand, it's just this whole
2: thing.